You're listening to Third Opinion MD. In the world of Qigong and Taoist philosophy, one part of understanding the order of things, or what they call the way, is to understand nature's rhythm, to abide by it, to live in accordance with its patterns. By doing so, we become healthier, more intuitive, more creative. The patterns actually stay the same. It's up to us to rediscover these patterns by changing and adapting to our environment. We're little ecosystems, and we're inseparable from where and how we live. We can refuse to learn the patterns, or we can learn to live in rhythm again. The other important thing to reconnect with is language. What languages do you speak? Have you ever traveled or lived in another country where people didn't speak your language? You can sometimes get by with a translating app or universal hand gestures or a little bit of luck. In your own country, you probably don't have to prepare yourself to ask someone this question, do you speak my language? Here in the U.S., it's so easy to take for granted the ease with which we speak, one of the most difficult languages in the world. If you listen to episode five, you know I'm an immigrant from Argentina, and I've been a U.S. citizen for many years. I'm fluent in English, I speak Spanish, and I can speak just enough German to get me into a little bit of trouble. In January of 2022, I started my lifelong dream to learn Mandarin Chinese. I plan to be a fluent speaker one day, but I know it's going to take more time than the patience I set aside to learn it. And for me, learning languages takes me back to being a kid again when I was exposed to several languages in the house. It gets into that part of the brain of understanding the world for the first time. It gives me permission to connect with another human being in a way to say, hey, I'm putting myself out there at the risk of being foolish, and I'm taking time to learn a language to connect with you. You might think it's too hard to learn a language, let alone Chinese. You might think it's a waste of time, a burden, not really necessary when you have Google Translate or you live in a country where you don't need to speak Chinese. Or maybe you take for granted that people should already understand you because you speak your nation's official language. But don't let this mindset control your health. Someone else will take care of it. You'll wait until the symptoms are really bad. Or maybe you doubt anyone will understand your concerns. It's time to speak your own health language. And it's not just your own language that you need to master, but also the language of the healthcare system. Medical professionals, they go to school for years to learn a unique way of describing what they see and do. And I'll tell you why learning a language can save your life. First, we lost the ability to understand our own body's messages. Second, medical people, they don't have time to circle around a topic or stumble through a mistranslation in a seven-minute office visit. Third, the healthcare system, the wellness industry, and the media are full of mixed messages that you have to wonder. Can you speak and listen to yourself without losing the translation? Do you understand what your inner doctor is telling you? Over the course of this episode, I want to inspire you to set the stage to learn the language of Chinese medicine. One of the reasons why I love Chinese medicine is that the theories are not just elegant, they're practical. We can actually adapt these principles, these theories, these laws into our daily lives. I'm going to introduce to you in this episode the most fundamental theory of all. Almost everything is dependent upon in Chinese medicine and that's called yin-yang theory. It's a law in Chinese medicine, and it's a way of seeing and understanding the world we live in. It's a huge foundation of how Chinese medical model works, 
and forms the fundamental language by which we can understand it. We can't even begin to explain acupuncture or herbs or any other methods of Chinese medicine without really first understanding everything about yin-yang. Now, if you've heard of yin-yang, you've probably thought, well, it's just two opposites, or you see the what's called the Taiji symbol, it looks like two interlocking puzzle pieces in black and white. So there's a little bit of yin in the yang and the yang and the yin. We'll go over that more later in the episode. But yin-yang theory is much more elegant. It's actually based on four principles. As Taoist philosophy explains, the only thing constant is change. Nothing is static. That one diagram, which I will have on the website so you can see what I'm talking about, that one diagram of the Taiji symbol is truly worth a thousand words. It just explains everything, and it's not to be taken as a static symbol. There's no stillness. There's always movement. And that's the goal of health. So if we apply this to health, it becomes very important to know more about yin and yang than just black or white. My former guests over the last couple of seasons, some of them have talked about yin yang, and I'm going to bring them back to talk a little bit about yin yang. First person I'm going to bring in is Master Liu Ha, who's the Qigong master. If you want to listen to the introduction to her, there's a wonderful interview from episode four, season one. Here's a segment from the interview I had with Master Liu Ha after episode four about yin yang. There's a whole language with Qigong and Chinese medicine in particular that we had talked about in a last interview that it's sometimes that language is lost in translation. How would you describe yin-yang theory? Yin-yang, basically everything have both sides. It's yin or yang. Yin could be yang, yang could be yin, or could be together. Woman's body, inside it's yang, outside it's yin. Then for men, outside it's yang, inside it's yin. It's yin-yang. It is also how we can harmonize together when partnership because partner in a family, you know, in your mother or your father, they don't have a blood relation between them. If with your child, your child have your blood, but between the partner, they don't have blood. But how you can get on together, this is a yin-yang. If they can get together nicely, then the whole country, whole world can in harmony. A lot of people, extreme Yang and extreme yin, that's the conflict started. To summarize, you know, we, we know that yin-yang symbol is the, the black and white. Like two feet. Two fish or even two pieces of a puzzle that fit perfectly together. And it's black and white. But as you're saying, it's not about being black and white. There are many principles of yin-yang. And one of them you describe as opposites. But another is that transformation, that mutual transformation into one yeah. another. Yeah, so that's why a lot of people in their mind, black is black, white is white. So uh, so that's why uh, what's Chinese medicine? Chinese medicine, zhong, it means middle. It's not extreme. So this is middle medicine. Zhong, you mean uh, Z-H-O-N-G, zhong. Zhong, yeah, middle. Uh, so that's why it's not, it's not neither or, it's and and or. Yin yang, inside the yin have yang, inside the yang have yin. Each thing does not have defined. 
what it is. It's always what is look like. So this is the yin yang. And in Western medicine, or at least let's say Western philosophy, they talk about the going back to Greek philosophy that it's either is or it isn't. It's a or not a. Yeah. In Chinese philosophy, a and non a can exist together. Yes, I'll say generally always together. Cannot never be. Uh, separate. Or mutually dependent, another principle. Yes, each yin and yang in any time potentially can transfer to another one. Let's now take a look at the four principles of yin-yang. They are opposition, interdependence, mutual consumption, and intertransformation. When you first hear about yin-yang, most of you might think about sort of generic terms to describe duality. Light, which is yang, versus dark, yin. Air, blood. Activity, rest. Strong, weak. Fast, slow. Masculine, feminine. These are a relationship of opposites. It's not fixed. This is all dynamic. It's not that one thing is always masculine and one thing is always feminine. Something will be masculine in relation to something else that will appear to be feminine always about relationships. Now let's look at these four principles in terms of health. The first one is opposition. So there are two sides of the same condition and they're inseparable. The opposition is relative and it's not absolute. As an example, instead of having a disease, you are in a state of imbalance between one condition of health and one opposite condition of disease. In the West, we think of it very differently We think of disease as something we need to eradicate that is foreign, that is something we need to remove, eliminate, kill. But if you understand it in terms of yin-yang, suddenly you start to look at it with more empathy, understanding, inclusiveness, and you know that the disease is really a part of you and it's an imbalanced part and needs to be set back into balance. Now let's look at the second principle of yin-yang, interdependence. There's an inseparable relationship between two parts of a whole. One cannot exist without the other. You cannot have day without night. You cannot have north without south, nor can you have rising without descending. So a practitioner of Chinese medicine would try to identify the channels or the areas that are interdependent. One part of your body cannot be well unless the other part is thriving. This is why we have to understand the big picture about you and not that your illnesses are separate conditions on a problem list. That just doesn't work in Chinese medicine. When you understand yin-yang in terms of how you look at patients or how you understand your own health and wellness, your body and mind and spirit in totality have to be well, otherwise there will be an imbalance. They're inseparable. They're interdependent. If you have a problem with your stomach, there's a problem overall. The third is mutual consumption. Mutual consumption is where you've got two sides that are in a constant state of dynamic balance. There are four states of imbalance, and they are too much yin, too much yang, too little yin, or too little yang. That's it. So why four? Because if we look at our bodies like little ecosystems, the first two that is too much yin or too much yang, they tell us that we have an excess of something in the system. And the last two, which is too little yin or too little yang, 
The last two will describe a deficiency in our system. Each of these cause different health problems over time. This concept helps a practitioner locate areas for treating you for a deficiency or an excess so that you can restore the balance. And we also do this on our own for several conditions with knowledge of foods, emotional balances, breathing and movement. Everything is in a dynamic balance. The fourth is intertransformation. And that's really a principle that talks about how at any moment, yin can become yang or yang can become yin. You have to add the factor of time. Here's an example. A fertilized chicken egg, yin, becomes a chick, yang. Or if we are sick and we're on the road to recovery, we go from perhaps a yin condition to a more yang condition. Or if we had a fever, which is yang, relative to cold, chilled. If we have a fever that then breaks, we go from a yang to a yin state. If you see someone who does acupuncture, that practitioner can develop an understanding of the nature of a condition and how long someone needs to be treated and the response to therapy, all based on this yin-yang theory. Isn't that amazing? I continue to get really excited about this because you're talking about two words, yin and yang. You think it's just about zeros and ones, like it's a binary system. It's just about being black and white, but it's so much more when you break it down into these four principles. Opposition, interdependence, mutual consumption, and intertransformation. It's a relative relationship of opposites. The other guest I'm bringing in briefly will be Elaine Duncan. When she talks about the Tao of trauma, she also explains the purpose of yin-yang in relation to trauma, and we'll replay part of that interview, but you can listen to the entire episode 9 from season 2. Here's Elaine Duncan speaking about yin-yang. I think of acupuncture's core value is in seeking and building essential regulation. It's really about balance and regulation and balance between these two opposing forces that the Chinese called yin, or the dark, the quiet, the feminine, and yang, or the active and the assertive and the bright and the light and the masculine. One turns into the other, just like the back of the hand and the front of the hand are connected to each other. Day turns into night, night turns into day, they transform into each other. Traumatic stress is essentially a state where there's profound dysregulation in the body. Often there's both too much arousal, and at the same time, recently followed by too much collapse. One will be dominant, but the other will be in the background. And acupuncture becomes this fabulously appropriate approach to helping trauma survivors find regulation and balance, which is mostly what they're craving. We look at Taoist principles, which Chinese medicine has Taoist, Confucianist, and some Buddhist principles ingrained. One of the most beautiful things, and you mentioned this in your book, is the law of yin and yang mm-hmm. and the law of the Tao. Right. The idea that, um, very loosely translated, the Tao is sort of the way things are, mm-hmm. the way of the universe, the way of nature. Mm-hmm. And we're not looking at this from a religious point of view, but just sort of from, if you would think of... Chinese medicine, one way of understanding it is 5,000 years of keen observation and writing things down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and, absolutely. Yeah. I think the other thing about the Tao that's um, important to mention is that it's the impulse out of which life emerged. 
So it's a little bit like the Big Bang, you know, but what what it means is that everything is related because everything emerges out of the same impulse. A human's experience of life is related to an animal's experience of life, is related to the rocks that make up the mountain and the water that runs down the side of the mountain and the tree that grows. We're related to all these essential elements of nature. We're part of them. They are part of us. We can look to nature and the Tao as a wise sage to help us as we navigate our experiences through the agricultural cycle, through the, the seasons of our lives, as well as the seasons of our year and our days. Learning the language of you doesn't happen overnight, just like learning a new spoken language doesn't happen in one day. But you can start right here, right now, just like my goal to speak fluent Mandarin one day. And when you're ready, or you know someone who is ready to take a deeper dive into knowing who you are, how to navigate through the system, reach out to me. You can find me at the contact page on my website, thirdopinionmd.org. It's time to start listening again, really listening, replacing your fear of illness with curiosity and self-love, letting go of your dependence on the healthcare system that doesn't serve your best interest and can't listen to the language of your individual needs. This doesn't mean going on a journey alone. In fact, you're not alone. Once you deeply listen to your own messages, you'll discover just how connected you are to everything and everyone around you. Speaking and listening to Chinese medical principles is like a key to speaking the language of the ancients. The ancient people had a much clearer lens into who they were through understanding of the language of nature, the elements, and the cyclical patterns that we and nature follow together to maintain a healthy rhythm. With the lessons I plan to teach you, with the right expectations for how long it might take to learn who you are through a new language, you can one day answer yes to the question, do you speak Chinese medicine? And after listening to this podcast, I hope this sets the stage for saying yes to the question, do you speak the language of you? It's really about balance and regulation and balance between these two opposing forces that the Chinese called yin, or the dark, the quiet, the feminine, and yang, or the active and the assertive and the bright and the light and the masculine. Third Opinion MD podcast is produced by me, Barbara Dillatore. Music is licensed by Audio Jungle and by field recordist Tim Kahn in Portland, Oregon. Any comments made by the host or guest on Third Opinion MD reflect opinions about healthcare and self care. Please consult with your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Thank you for listening.